Welcome to KC Corner, Episode 4. This week, Jeff joins us via phone call from upstate New York, where he's spending the week studying the word and also skiing, so we apologize for the sound quality not being as good as it usually is. Jeff talks about the Church of Thyatira and what he meant to say last week, as well as looking ahead to Part 7 of the sermon series and what he hopes to say this coming week. We also talk about a couple changes we are making to our worship service in order of worship starting this Sunday. Thanks for joining us, and let's go. Good morning, Jeff. How's it going? It's going great, Brooks. I'm up in a winter wonderland in the Adirondacks in upstate New York. Uh, this is kind of like uh, home turf for me. So you cannot help but be wonderful on a day when you wake up and it's a winter wonderland. Yeah, back in your you know hometown, upstate New York. Uh, near, is it near where you grew up? You know, it really, it's a, it's a further north. I mean, it's a lot further than, uh, it's a lot closer than Orlando, but uh, yeah. it's probably about uh, two and a half, three hours from where I grew up. It's almost Canada, Brooksy. I mean, this is north. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the people why you're up there, too. Well, I'm up here because I want to know more about Jesus, and this is a great place to study, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm up here. I'm up here to ski. Um, I have a great opportunity. A friend of mine has a place. Uh, up here in a little town called Owl's Head, and it's in the middle of nowhere, Brooks. And so uh, <laughs> glad you have cell I, service. Here. Uh, exactly, I'm glad I have cell service too, which is great. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in uh, this early morning uh, as we jump into KC Corner episode four, and we can get right into recapping last week of part six of Triumph of the Lamb, um, where he looked at the church of Thyatira, a, a tongue twister. It was. He did a good job. Thyatira, you know, I practiced it. I still kind of messed it up during the early part of my sermon. But anyway, um, you know, what I meant to say with Thyatira, Brooks, is that was a church that looked good on paper. They really did. I, they probably had it going on on Sunday mornings, and they had a reputation with people, with men, uh, that they were a church uh, that, that had a lot of good things. And yet, you know, God uh, pointed out that it really was a church that was lacking, and it was a church that had a, a big hole in it uh, because they didn't have holiness. And we have to see that God calls the church to holiness. In the midst of a world that is trying to lead us to worldliness, um, you know, we are saved by God's grace through faith, and it's incredible, uh, but we are called and set apart to be holy. So, that's really what was happening with them is uh, they were they were missing this holiness piece. They were becoming more and more worldly. And Brooks, it really had to center on what they tolerated or who they tolerated. They tolerated a false teacher and uh, this self-proclaimed prophetess. And what she was teaching is that, hey, what you do on Monday through Saturday doesn't really matter. Um as long as you've, you know, prayed the prayer, so to speak, you're okay. Go ahead and uh, live any way you'd like. Um, and it seemed like Thyatira's business community really impacted the church. It seems like uh, their pagan rituals were, again, infiltrating the church. So what I was trying to say is God cares about what we do, and uh, he has called us. It's his will for us to be holy and to be like him, and for the church not to be just like the world. So well, that's really what I meant to say is, is that 
King's Chapel, we got to be a place that, of course, is saved by God's grace through faith, but a place that's passionate about becoming like Jesus and being holy. Right, and that's what I had down in my notes, actually. What point that I started was pressure to conform to the world because of business, and it's so easy to do um, in every day's life, and especially for a church, for that matter. You know, for sure, you know, and especially because you're in the business world. Think of how much time you spend in what you do uh, with Baseball Cloud. I mean, there's a whole lot more time with them than there is in the church, and there's a whole lot more influence in oftentimes. So um, it's it's natural uh, in many ways for the business world to affect the church, but we really got to fight against it. Especially if uh, your bottom dollar gets a little better um, by doing things a certain way. Can sway uh, you a for little sure. bit. For sure. Well, I appreciate it. And so looking ahead to this week, part seven, is this the final uh, part of this uh, sermon series? Come on, Brooksy. We're not even close yet, man. We're going through uh, chapter five. We oh, have two man. more okay. churches. <laughs> we have two more churches, and then we uh, have two more chapters. So this is not the final. Uh, uh, for some reason, but... I thought it was seven parts. So that's my bad. Hand up. <laughs> well, you know what? That's pretty good. That's pretty astute, Brooks, because the number seven in the book of Revelation (laughs) usually is completeness. So, yeah, you would think I would have done seven. I should have done better, Brooks. That's a really good point, man. So, um, But what I hope to say, Sardis is probably the scariest of all churches because they were something that they thought they weren't. Or let me put it another way. They thought they were healthy. They thought they were a good church. Uh, They thought that they were alive. And the reality was, uh, or is, is that they were dead, um, or just about dead. And so uh, it's scary when you think of uh, thinking that you're okay, and in God's eyes, you're not. So Sardis is a wake-up call. Um, It really is. It's like, hey, pay attention is really uh, emphasized in the Greek that you think that you got it going on, but you don't. Apparently, Sardis didn't have a lot of the... uh, some of the temptations that some of the other places did with pagan culture or different influences. Um, and yet uh, they were heading in the wrong direction. So we're going to look at what leads a church to be dead, um, how the Holy Spirit is the only one who can bring us life and what uh, we need to do to make sure that we never get to be like Sardis that uh, thought they were one thing, but they were not. Yeah, when you say <clears throat> the scariest uh, church, I think, like, just being alone um, and how we don't have to go through this life alone, obviously, and sounds like that's kind of what they were going through of um, trying to do everything themselves and work through things and um, and their own beliefs. Yeah, you know, and I, I think what they really had is an exterior. They were Christian by name only, and I think that we could look at the landscape of the churches today And we can realize there's a lot of big line denominations that are probably just church by name only. Um, They might have a lot of activities uh, and different things that have the name of Christian, but they don't have the gospel. Um, They don't have the Holy Spirit present and uh, they're dead. And so we we've seen that in our own culture in my own lifetime i'm a, got a few more years than you brooks uh but <laughs> you don't uh, have to tell the people that <laughs> yeah they could probably hear it in my voice but anyway uh uh you know i've seen it in my lifetime of how the church has really been in decline and many uh, mainline denominations and it reminds me a lot of sardis and uh 
there's a great wake up call here for us. Well, that sounds great. Look forward to this Sunday. Um, and so for our third segment uh, this week, we want to talk about our worship service and some potential changes that we're going to make, to- um, toying around with some different ideas. I know Sunday night is when we started talking about it with Scott and the men's group, all the King's men at your house. Um, and we are just throwing around some different ideas and we wanted to talk about it this week on KC Corner. Well, you know, things Brooks, which I love, first of all, I love King's Chapel. I love our worship. And, uh, the reality is because we're so new, um, we have the opportunity to try some new things and, uh, you know, we shouldn't be surprised when we have to tweak some things. So, uh, I love our worship, and again, we're really striving to be retelling the gospel story, and there's been an urgency with me more than ever to make sure that, you know, the gospel is clear throughout our worship and that our God is glorified and our neighbor is encouraged. Uh, but with that, uh, we're still trying to find our rhythm. Uh, we've added this profession of faith uh, through the Heidelberg, which I love. But we realized, hey, are we having people stand up and sit down a lot? Are we uh, are we separating our songs uh, too far away? Uh, so we're going to try to tweak some things, uh, even maybe start with a gathering song and uh, really try to have more of a, a worship set. And so please give us feedback, folks. Uh, you know, uh, give us feedback and love. Tell us you love us. But at the same time, uh, if you have uh, some ideas, uh, we want to – we want to be pliable, and we want to make sure that we uh, are putting together uh, the best worship service possible. Right, and I know uh, last week, I forget his name, the your pastor friend that you um, were hanging out with and drove up to Jacksonville to see his old church, uh, you know, he says, like, don't be afraid to play around with some different ideas and change things week to week, month to month, and uh, see what works and see what doesn't. So that was cool to hear and how he built a, a, bi- a big church up there in Jacksonville uh, by toying around with different ideas. Yeah, that was uh, that was Rod Whited, and I met with him and the current pastor that really encouraged me that way. And that was just a wonderful encouragement um, that we do try some new things. You know, I'm going to radically shift gears here and, and bring in a name, uh, Carson Wentz. Oh, uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, the quarterback of the Eagles, he's got a foundation called Audience of One. Um, and through his Christian beliefs, uh, he wants to realize, uh, he wants to strive to play, hey, I'm, I'm playing football on a pretty big stage in Philadelphia as the starting quarterback. But really, I'm playing as an audience of one. I'm playing for my great God who's given me these gifts. When it comes to worship, we should really think audience of one first and foremost. Um, it's important that our worship is glorifying to God. It's not like we can invent ways to worship him. Throughout Scripture, when people worship God and what they felt was right, it didn't go well. And so God gives us uh, this is uh, uh, some parameters um for us to worship with, I mean, they're pretty broad, but we got to make sure that first and foremost, it's him who, uh, he is the audience that we're looking for. So the question is, okay, God, was this worship service honoring to you? Boy, we sure hope so. Was it true to your word? And then was it helpful to your people? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we're, uh, we're definitely thankful for Scott and Zach now joining in the, our, our worship team. So they do a great we- job each week. Hey, thanks for that, Brooks. That's a great shout out because, you know, we really are. I mean, Scott is fantastic. Uh, and it's not just his 
piano playing and singing ability. It's his heart for the Lord and his desire to put together a God-honoring service. And then to have Zach come and join us. Uh, he's been out of town the last couple of weeks, but can't wait to get him back this week. And what, what a great addition that is, too. Great and, point. And I know Scott's mad at us right now for complimenting him, and I'm not going to put this out, Scott. Sorry, you're going to have to listen to it. Exactly, Scott. You're going to have to get over it, man. This is good. We're, 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 when we give, sing your praises, we're giving God glory. So I love it, Brooks. All right. Well, thank you for calling in on this early morning on your ski trip slash study trip up there in New York. And look forward to having you back this weekend. You get back Friday, right? Yes, sir. Get back Friday. Uh, have a wedding uh, for Abby Harper this weekend. Uh, one of our King's Kids nursery workers. Uh, so excited for that. So, But thank you, Brooks. Thanks for getting up early. Thanks for setting it up. Uh, Lord willing, the technology of cell services, we can get this uh, posted online. Exactly. Well, my pleasure and see you when you get back. All right. Blessings, Brooks. Have a great day. You too. Hey, remember, everybody, there's always room in the corner for you. I was waiting for it. Always room. See you guys Sunday. See y'all. Bye-bye.